2: Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast, the emergency free agent signing edition. I'm your host, Coop, and we're coming to you tonight, which is Monday night, because of some major doings with the Cincinnati Reds. It's also episode number 52, the Larry Luber's edition. So the Reds, if you've not heard, signed Mike Nustakis to a four-year contract, and we have a round table of guests here to talk about it first let's start with woo woo how are you Hello. doing tonight
1: doing well how are you doing
2: i'm doing good doing doing well burmy how are you doing
3: i'm doing well coop uh, always a pleasure to be here and i just want to give my customary shout out to Ram Uncle
2: ram emergency shout out to ram phil is back on with us phil how's things out there in iowa it's cold and uh, but other than that it's fine all right we also have branch on with us branch how are you doing tonight
4: i'm pretty good Real glad
0: to be here thanks for having me
2: you're welcome so the reds again signed mike moustakis to a four-year 64 million dollar contract unofficially today it hasn't been announced by the reds but it, it's happening and he's going to play second base. He played about 40 games, I believe, with the Brewers last year at second base, but obviously you're not going to move Eugenio Suarez off of third, so Moustakas is going to play second. As it stands now, probably Freddy Galvez at short because Jose Peraza was non tendered today along with Kevin Gosman. So let's start with Burmy. Give me your thoughts on not just the signing, but what it pretends in the future.
3: Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm very excited to have Mike Moustakis here. Um, The dude can absolutely mash. He had an OPS last year of 845, you know, went deep 35 times, drove 87 runs. You know, that's all well and good. I'm looking at his baseball savant page. He was above average in exit velocity, XBA, hard hit percentage. He was great in his XWOBA and his X slugging. So that's Awesome. He was below average in sprint speed, and I think that's pretty obvious. So I'm thrilled to have a guy that has a 3.2 war and a, almost an 18 career war coming out of the team, and I just think his bat in the middle of the lineup is exactly what we need at Great American Ballpark to fill the void that was left by the bats of 2019's past that decided they didn't want to show up. So I'm very excited to see what, you know, what Mike Boustakis can bring for four years, He'll be 35 by the time it's all said and done. Um, Who knows if he'll still be here at that time. But right now, as about to be age 31 season, um, what he's coming off of and what he's accomplished so far with a lot of playoff experience, and three All-Star Game appearances as well, I think it can only be a positive sign for the Cincinnati Reds.
2: Woo.
1: Yeah, um, the Reds are better today than they were earlier today. Um, two things happen today. The, the Reds improved on offense, um, and the Reds are better overall. Um, both of those things helping them get to at least a league average uh, offense is going to make this a playoff team. Um, you look at where they were last year for the position of second base, and where, you know, Moose was this year, and where he's projected to be. Um, you know, he's projecting to you know be the Within the NL for for players who, with 100 games or more, you know, projected to have the fifth most WRC plus and the sixth most FOR, um for second baseman. Uh, and just for comparison, last year the Reds second baseman had .4 uh, F/R and were 13th out of 15 NL teams, 24th out of all major league baseball. They are a better team, uh, and that is needed. They need to be all in for 2020. I mean, it's the window, it's now. they got to be moving all in. This is great news. Um, You know, four years at his age, you know, that's a little worrisome. But I really don't care at the end of the day because, I mean, sometimes you overpay. And I think this is something that had to happen to make the team better. And I – there's a lot of parallels here. You look at the money and you look at money, you know, what they could have thrown at that at a grand doll. Um, and had, a, I think, a larger impact. Uh, there's a lot of similarities there. Both those players, maybe you could have got them last year. Um, but the Reds the Reds got better today. And overall, that, that is some great news up and down. So ho- hopefully this is the first of several other moves. You know, I think they got to have at least two more moves of some kind to make this a playoff team. But th- this is a, a big step in the right direction. Second base, from an offensive perspective, was a black hole last year. Along with shortstop, so they've got one of those two addressed, and let's see what else happens.
2: So his age thirty season was last year. OPS plus of one fourteen. That's that's very well above average. Sixty six extra base hits. That's going to play in Great American Ballpark. Phil, give us your thoughts.
4: The Reds signed a uh, a, a very good free agent for market price. That. Uh, I mean, they've never done that before, ever.
2: The largest free agent signings in Study Red's history happened today.
4: So that is an absolute plus. Um, I mean, they wouldn't be doing this if they weren't trying. So that's that's excellent. And uh, I can't wait to see what they do next. Plus, his nickname is Moose.
2: And he was born on nine eleven. 11
4: So is, does that mean Gapper's going to kill him?
2: Branch.
0: Yeah, okay. Um I know the Moose signing's exciting, but I wanna be tell say what I'm really happy about is they uh to make room and they they, they didn't tender Jose Peraza a contract and that that's like the best damn thing that could ever happen. There's no way that he he's gonna get six hundred freaking plate appearances with his two eighty five OBP next season for the Reds. I love that. Now Moose Getting you know signed right after that, that was awesome. Um, this is a this is a nice signing. Uh, it, it really it addresses a hole. Uh, it takes care of um, some offensive worries. It kind of replaces what we thought that Scooters had, you know Bat could be last year before the injury. Um, it kind of gives you a Scooters Bat, not quite from 2018, which uh, you know they just they they saw a need. They saw a chance to fill the hole, and they took it. Uh, it also puts Senzel at center field solidly, um, which, you know, with all the, the bullshit that's been handed his way with where's he going to play, what's he going to do, this, that, and the other, over the last, what, three years, two years, it's it's nice that he's going to come into this season solidly as the Reds' everyday starting center fielder. And I'm hoping that pays some dividends and we get to see that upside that's more towards that ceiling of what we all thought Sinzel would be. Not having to worry about, do I have to learn a new position? Do I have to do You know, and all that bullshit that goes with that. So, overall, this is fantastic. And, yeah, that uh, I, I would like his OVP to be a little bit better. But, uh you know, the 845 slugging, I'm down with. You know, totally down with.
2: So, the other thing about Moustakis is he's been pretty durable. He... He had an injury with Kansas City in 2016, but uh, in the last few years, he's played 143, 152, 148, uh, 147 games in 2015. So he's not, I don't want to say injury prone, and I don't want to, you know, jinx it or anything, but this is a guy who's a known quantity, is durable. Yeah, he's not Anthony Rendon, but who is? This is, this is a very good signing for the Cincinnati Reds. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do moving forward now that they've solved second base. Obviously, that means that Nick Sinzel is going to be in center field. I don't think they're going to put Sinzel at shortstop. So if you, you either run with Galvis or you're trying to get Didi, and then you need to address the outfield. So let's go back to you, Burmey. Where do the Reds go from here?
3: Yeah, um, it's uh, there's a lot of obviously different options that are in play. I think one of the most common things is people look at that outfield of Winker, Sincel, and Aquino, and they go, you know, how, you know, how can we make that better? With Jankowski filling in here and there, um, you know, how can we make that better? If they could package a trade that includes Winker to bring back a piece— I think most people will be okay with that. And it's nothing against Jesse, just, you know, maybe that, uh, you know, that could bring back, you know, combined with uh, a couple prospects to bring something back. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I think, you know, right field right now, right or left, I guess, wherever they want to play a keynote, the opposite corner outfield is going to be one of the main focal points here on out. Uh, Dee Didi, uh, Didi's going to cost an arm and a leg because he's coming from the Yankees. So. If you really look at the numbers, Didi, what is his career OPS plus like ninety nine? It's not. E- it's not even league average.
2: I'll look that up while you're talking.
3: Technically, so I'm, I mean, Didi would be fun to have. To me, it's kind of a whatever. I'd be more thrilled with getting a big outfield bat. I still have my heart set on doing a deal for uh, Kettle Marte because he could play. He could play middle infield too, and the Diamondbacks are usually pretty willing to sell. So. That would be my my dream scenario, but yeah, when it comes to you know free agent outfielders, slash training for an outfielder, I think that should be a priority. Um, and then you know showing up the bullpen with someone down the line.
2: Didi did ha- does have a ninety nine career OPS plus, had a career high of one twenty four in twenty eighteen when he had a slash line of two sixty eight, three thirty five, four ninety four. So it depends on which yeah. Didi you're getting. Are you getting the twenty yeah. sixteen? 2017 2018 DD or you can what you got last year
3: yeah and you know that's yeah I personally I think if the, you know with how good Glamour Torres is I think the Yankees were like it's okay but is it concerning that they were like it's okay for a guy that was that productive for the previous three seasons so you know I don't know like I said I'm not overly sold on DD I think it'd be nice to have but I'm not in love with him like other people are and that's fine um, I think a big bat in the corner outfit would be much more uh, sufficient and helpful for the Reds.
1: Woo. My my first thoughts is looking at how, where the Reds have spent money so far. And in terms of who they got rid of today, um, in terms of non-tender with uh, Peraza and Gossman, um, the the Reds essentially covered all but $2 million of, Mustakas's contract for this year, based upon what was expected to be arbitration numbers. And I just look at that in terms of <clears throat> how and where the Reds are spending their money on what kind of personnel, and they've addressed a major flaw um, with their offense with a player that was, you know, process is worthless and a pitcher who was going to be good, but I think you could probably backfill in some capacity. Um, so where, where to go from here? Um, you would imagine they have. Thirty million, probably still sitting out there on the table to spend maybe you could push a little bit more i was really hoping they could get velar for shortstop i think that would have been a nice one-year spend maybe you could have bloat a little beyond your budget but that ship has sailed um <clears throat> shortstop you know i'd like to see an improvement there um i, I really don't want to have guys there all year uh, i agree dd's probably gonna be a little extra money um in terms of the left field, I think you have your left fielder. It's just two players. I think Winker being platooned, you look at those numbers, and with a platoon last year, the left field was a productive position. Um, maybe you look at a way to improve that platoon, um, and that's a, maybe a, a cheap improvement that has tangible benefits for the club. Um, at the end of the day, I think that leaves your focus being right field. And is Aquino the Aquino that started or the Aquino that ended? And a lot of question marks there. Is it a, you know, is there? He's a young, controllable player. Is it something you could package? Um, I, I, I personally would love to see them go and, and get an impact bat for right field, specifically Castellanos, who is the youngest free agent out there, um, to sort of offset the money and that you've put into Moose and and him being older. They would kind of offset that a little bit. Um, but yeah, they got to make they they got to prove it. You know, catcher. I don't think there's much to be had there unless they're going to make a trade. Um, I think your biggest areas improvement still are going to be shortstop and right field, and that's where I hope they head next.
2: Phil
4: Wu basically just said everything I was going to say, so I agree
2: with Wu. Thank you, Branch.
0: <laughs> uh, I want to beat that trade drum a little bit right now. With um, right now. You know, between now and the the winter meetings with Cleveland and make 100% positive you cannot pry Lindor away from them. And I mean, they really need need to be working that. If you could get Lindor, this infield's just insane. After that, go ahead and sign Castellanos, throw him in right field, and let's print off some World Series tickets, baby.
2: So I want to talk about some other players that were non-tendered today. One of them somewhat intrigues me from a Red standpoint, and that is Domingo Santana from the Mariners. He's an outfielder, not a very good fielder, but uh, his age 26 season last year, he had an OPS plus of 108, slash line of 253, 329, 441, 21 homers, 69 RBIs. Nice. Nice. in 121 games. I know he was hurt a little bit last year, which is why he didn't play all more games than that. But I mean, this is a guy that you I mean, point four war last year, mainly because of defense. Um what is I mean, does he do anything for you? Anybody? Just jump in. No. No?
0: No. Fair.
1: I would take a look. Especially
3: he had 30, thirty homers three two three three seasons ago.
1: Yeah. I mean he yeah, Steamers has him as a one oh four WRC plus next season, so I, I mean I would take that.
2: Yeah, he he had a he
1: had a one oh seven this year.
2: Yeah. Baseball reference had him as a one oh eight OPS plus, which is about the same measure that was weighted runs created plus. Similar measure, anyway. It's just defensively where his. Um
1: and, and again, you play half your games in GABP, outfield smaller, right? Uh, and with a lot of the uh, data being used, a lot of that through shifts is being mitigated greatly, in, in my opinion. And it's offensive <laughs> time for baseball, you know. Well, hopefully, they're, fuck. hopefully, they're using the, the the same ball next season, and not the playoff baseball um but to me you you know your defense kind of takes a back seat cuz it's an offensive league right now
2: he had an offensive committed,
3: committed 12 errors last year in 865 innings
2: yeah he, he had an offensive war of 1.9 but overall it was 0. 0.4 according to baseball reference that tells you how bad Ouch. he is defensively <laughs> so <laughs> that that's the that's the downside and that's probably why he was I mean, that's obviously why he yeah, was not Can we just, just go and stick him out there then? I mean, Schwarber. I mean, he's he's not he's he's worse than Schwarber in the outfield.
3: Yeah. Do you really want to listen to Tom talk about Schwarber on a nightly basis? I listen to the
1: radio. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's true.
1: <laughs>
2: Another interesting. I mean, you
1: can't you can't look at all these guys as. They're going to be one hundred percent the starter, right? Is there a spot right, there? Is right. there is he a bench player or is he a guy you're going to slide around the outfield so he gets you know? Granted, he has to you know be tendered now. You know, want to come and play for Cincinnati, but you know, don't we don't necessarily have to look at these as purely everyday starter. mentality. Well,
2: and that's why I think it's interesting that Travis Shaw was not tendered by the Brewers. I think that's somebody who could probably be. I don't want to call him super utility, but uh, he could he could play third and second. He could probably play a corner outfield in a pinch, and he could be a nice bat off the bench, replacing you know uh, Derek Dietrich's spot on the roster. If I'm making any sense, but I mean that's somebody I would I would want them to look at it for a bench role. Tell me I'm wrong.
1: No one's telling you you're wrong. Congrats. That's right, because I'm fucking right. Someone I think that, uh, and this has been talked about already, is the Reds should be looking at Blake uh, Trinian. Trin, however the hell you say his name. Trinian. Trinian. Yeah. Um, especially with how the Reds have fixed some pitchers. Um, I I think it would be a a potential goldmine for the Reds if they if they could figure out a way to get him back to his 2018 numbers.
3: He has a career 140 ERA plus.
1: Yeah, is that good? (laughs)
3: A (laughs) three thirty five FIP. I mean, yeah.
1: Like I said, he had a. I mean, I think there was uh, somebody had uh, like a little animation uh, out there about his exit velocity, fastball velocity, spin rate, and stuff like that, and how it dropped from twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen. And it's like if you could just get it back to where it was in twenty eighteen, and him being non tendered, you know, you're going to get all kinds of value out of that contract Holy and i would fuck. love for the reds to find a way to make that happen
2: look at his 2018 2018
1: te- oh my god
2: his his era plus was
3: 531. he had a 0.834 whip a 1.82 fib
2: that tells I mean, me he was hurt last I, year
3: yeah what the fuck
2: i mean he went from historic numbers could be
1: mechanic-related, too, and they just right. haven't yeah. figured out a way to fix it for him. I thought he had 40, a shoulder
3: issue.
2: 46
3: hits in 80 in a third innings pitched. Oh, yeah. my God. That's, Didn't he have a shoulder issue in there somewhere?
2: He must have. I mean, these
1: numbers just I, scream really that he, he
0: had a shoulder issue. I mean, he
1: pitched 58 innings last year, so I'm guessing he had, yeah. which was his lowest since 2014, so I'm guessing right. he had a little bit of
2: but yeah, that's a reclamation project. I'm jumping all over if.
0: Yeah. I mean, unless it's a bad, unless it's a bum shoulder, and then. Oh.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you do your due due gel, god due diligence, but
1: you still take a flyer on that. Absolutely, I could be wrong on that, but it seems to me that he had a shoulder issue at one
2: point last year. I mean, Rez just
1: shelled out a million dollars in arbitration for a guy that hopefully is going to be on AAA. So right. I, I, you know, I would shout a couple mil to bring him and see what can happen.
2: I'm throw six million at him. I'd be I I'd, I'd take that risk on him.
0: This is oh, definitely yeah. one of those things you want to run it by DJ. Yeah.
2: Right. No, I mean if as long as, you know, you, you do the physical and he's physically yeah. okay, yeah. I take a that's somebody I'm taking a risk on. Oh fuck yeah. So that I mean this year compared to last year in terms of free agency has already, has already gotten off to a much better start. Hopefully this trend continues because You talk about Grandal has signed a multi-year contract, now Moustakis. Uh, I know that uh, Travis Darnold and uh, Voigt and there's been a couple other smaller signings, but I'm hoping that this is a trend that's going to continue because we're not even to the winter meetings yet, and that's where everything gets started.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, the the Nats win in a World Series with guys – a lot like some guys, like Moose, guys that just get things done and do their damn jobs pretty pretty consistently. It doesn't hurt matters, I think, a little bit, you know?
2: Well, and the one thing that I really like about this deal, not just because he's going to be playing for the Reds, but the last two years, Mustakis has proven that he's a productive player and he's had to sign one-year contracts. He's yeah. Fi- he's finally got... A, which is gonna—I mean—a long-term contract, four years. I'm going to call that a long-term contract in this climate. So, and at 16 million, at an average annual value, like Phil, like Phil said earlier, the Reds paid market price for a player. This is like new territory.
1: And I—I know a lot of people will be like, "That's a lot of money to throw at somebody, basically at the back end of their career." I don't care, right? I mean even, I don't care. Even if I get value if, if man, I get value, I I get value out of him this year, more of, you know, if I get more value than I pay him this year, I'm pretty much satisfied. And, and if next year is about this you know, hey I get kind of value for what I paid, I, I am totally fine with that entire contract at that point because it's about next year and at most the year after.
2: Yeah, if if the last year of his contract he starts breaking down, well you know what? You okay first base. Right.
1: So well if the DH comes
4: along. Exactly. You know? He needs to he needs to produce about eight uh, war in four years, so to to be worth the deal. I don't think there's I think there's a good shot he'll get that.
2: Oh, so. absolutely. I mean, yeah. he's a he's got a career seventeen war and he had three point two war last year, so, so there's a real good chance he'll get them. real good chance that in four years he can generate eight war. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that, Phil. What is with Phil making a good point?
4: You'll
0: always come on when you're tired.
2: (laughs) I'm exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so next steps are going to be probably the winter meetings. Uh, The non-tenor deadlines pass, so that action is done for now. Uh, Reds Fest is coming up this weekend, which we are going to do a podcast from Red's Fest. I'll be there Friday night. I might be there Saturday. I'll have to double check. So if you're there Friday night, look for the humongous fat guy walking around with a bunch of jackasses, and that'll probably be me. Anybody else? Erotic.
3: Going? Erotic.
2: I know Branch you're going. I'll be there. Phil, you're in Iowa, so you're probably not coming. I will not be. I'll attended. be
4: walking around with a posse. It'll be fun. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not going to be able to make it this year.
2: Maybe next year. You should come in next year. Burma, are you going to be there?
3: No, I will not be there.
2: Well, fine. Boo. Boo. So anybody else have any final thoughts on the Reds moves of today?
0: <laughs> it feels so weird to say we signed a free agent. Like a real free agent, not like, well, here's a two-year deal to – you know, some reliever. <laughs> you know. It's just insane. It's just It feels weird.
2: It's, this it's, is what other fan
0: bases feel like all the time. It feels weird. So
2: <laughs> it feels weird because this is the largest free agent signing since Cincinnati Reds history.
0: Yeah, it's just... They, they'd have done something like this before 2013 when we needed to let the fielder. <laughs> I mean, Just
1: Right. It, and I look at the AAV and I'm just like they had to be in on grandall good. Had to, be. they had to be. I be, I mean, I wouldn't the be surprised. DH it came down to, deep, yeah, the DH killed yeah, us, right? And I mean, they had to, I would love to know what they offered. Just is it was it more than what he accepted? I would just want, I would just like to know or, because or where they're they. at and where that was. I mean, that to me is a more impactful move uh, for the catcher position. The value you get out of that compared to the rest of the league. But man, they had to have been. It on that. And it's just exciting to see the Reds doing that. You know, some people are going to give them a lot of grief because hey, the guy's older and this and that. I mean, that's part of it. You're going to have to do these deals at times. I get it. There's not an abundance of 28-year-olds that you're going to be able to sign at this kind of AAV laying around. So no. don't, don't act like they exist. No.
2: I mean, Anthony Rendon's going to get $250 million.
0: He's going to get seven years, 250 to 300 Yeah.
2: And yeah, Anthony Rendon is definitely a better player than Mike Moustakas. But at half the cost, I'll take Mustakis. This isn't a bad signing. Yeah. In year four, he might be on the tail end of his career, but if you get if you get your value in the first three years, who cares?
1: And a plenty of people will be like, "What about Scooter? You know, what's there between in terms of this and that?" And Scooter seemed to be a blip, right? And yeah, and Mustakis has proven it, especially on back to back one year deals. Has gotten older. Um,
0: to, to, to the Scooter thing, i just say that you now you've seen what a left-handed hitter from the Brewers can do behind Suarez. Ta-da. There you go. You know?
2: And Scooter turned back into a pumpkin. I think people were waiting for it after the first year. It just took a couple years. Yeah. Phil, final thoughts.
4: Sorry, I had myself muted. Uh, I just think it's a really great day for, uh, for the Reds. And uh, hopefully they'll have another great day in about a week when they sign uh, six or seven more guys at contracts of this
3: length, burmy yeah i'm uh, i'm very excited about you know the i mean we should all be optimistic that you know the front office is finally spending the money it's awesome i think everybody should be very excited and i am pumped for the winter meetings cuz who the hell knows what will happen right after those now so i think it's a great day to be a reds fan it's fun
2: Great day to be a Reds fan. One of the three holes has been filled. Uh, shout out to Jeremy, but <laughs> but no, this is this is a a major productive bet.
1: One of at least three that the Reds needed.
0: And I think this has been the most PG-rated podcast we've ever had.
1: <laughs> the Reds have officially entered modern baseball. It's I mean, a they, they literally have never They've ignored free agency At the, at the end of the day Their entire existence They, they have entered the modern era Of, of Major League Baseball finally
3: this, this podcast has not been all that PG
2: <laughs> It's also going to be the shortest podcast Because it's an emergency edition But that's okay So we will see you at Reds Fest If not before In case the Reds you know decide to make another move That's major between now and then But we'll see you on Friday down at the Duke Energy Center convention center
3: Phil you're still a cock
2: Phil thanks <laughs> Phil, <laughs> Phil was non-tendered by his wife earlier today so
3: and then she was also picked up by a guy named Moose
2: so i will wrap up this edition of the emergency podcast Mike almost Moustakis made almost made it I know <laughs> Damn it, me. So Mike Moustakis, Cincinnati Red for the next four years. and Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah, it's not been officially... Allegedly! <laughs> Dick Williams told uh, Mark Sheldon a few minutes ago that he he can't say anything either way, which just means that he they're still crossing the T's and dotting the I's. And
0: they're waiting on a physical.
2: The lowercase J's. Yeah. So, for... Burmie and Wu, Phil and Branch. This is Coop saying we will see you at Reds Fest.
4: Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, where the river winds Close the Mason and the Dixon line.